emotion is not something often talked about. In fact, it's something that the majority of pet owners dismiss completely. We always seem to think about cats and dogs as these happy and bouncy, playful little puffballs. But how often do we think about what they're thinking or what they're feeling? Just as with humans, animals can also experience a huge variety of emotions, from anger to joy, sadness, relaxation, fear, and anxiety amongst others, of course, and each pet has a unique set of personality traits. And again, just like us, their environment can greatly affect the way that they think and act every day. Focusing on cats and dogs, there are a ton of ways for us as pet owners to better understand our pets. Animals can't tell us the way that they feel, so it's important for us to be smart and attentive. We need to understand the signs and listen to our pets. There's some general signs that most animals follow to show us the way that they're feeling. So let's start with cats and their little catitudes. Have you ever looked at a cat's tail? Not just looked, but really paid attention. A cat who's excited will have their tail pointed straight up into the air, and you may even see it tremble. A friendly cat will have the tip of their tail curved, or they may walk with that sassy catwalk that everyone loves. An angry cat is what we see in the cartoons. It's what the cartoons usually use to express a scared cat, but it's that high arched back and their fur all the way down to their tail is just super puffed up. A scared cat, on the other hand, will have their tail tucked way deep down between their legs. And a relaxed cat will sort of just hang their tail. An agitated cat or overly stimulated cat will swing their tail or almost whip it, which is commonly confused for wagging as the overstimulation is often stemmed from petting your cat way too much. Although pretty similar, a dog's tail moves slightly differently from a cat's tail. A relaxed dog's tail will sort of hang similarly to a cat's, but with some wagging involved. An excited dog will wag their tail so hard sometimes that their whole body wiggles with it. Or they get excited and get what we call in the veterinary industry, happy tail. Happy tail, if you haven't heard about it, is most common in pit bulls. And it's when they wag their tail so hard and smack it against things that the tip of their tail will actually bleed. And it sounds bad, but these little dogs just get themselves so excited. A scared dog will tuck their tail just as deeply between their legs as a cat, and an angry dog's fur will also stick straight up similarly to a cat, but their tail usually straightens no matter what the breed. You may be thinking, why do I need to know all this stuff? My pet loves me. But understanding the way that your pet feels is the first step to understanding what he or she needs to be happy and to live a fulfilled life. As a veterinary technician, learning these types of behavioral cues was one of the most important skills I had to acquire. Being able to read the body language of an animal on an exam table helps me keep the owners, doctors, pets, and myself safe. But through my job, I've been able to learn so much about animals and the things that they go through, how their life experience may affect the way that they behave on the examination table or even at home. 
At my clinic, we often see animals come in with behavioral issues after some sort of tragedy. And we even have a veterinarian that specializes in behavioral medicine who comes in once a month for consultations with various clients. In some cases, techniques at home are able to assist these pets with their stress levels and help minimize aggression. Making sure that your pet is properly stimulated is the first step to a mentally healthy pet. I always do research before getting a pet of any size, from hamsters to turtles, dogs, chinchillas, rabbits, and fish. And yes, I have a lot of pets at home, of course. I mean, I'm a pre-vet student after all, but I always do my research to find out what my future pet requires to be happy and healthy, from dietary needs to exercise and environmental enrichment. And it's super important, guys. I can't stress it enough. If you believe your pet's stressed, the first thing to do is make sure that you're getting all of their exercise needs met. For felines, they tend to be less active as they mature. But, I mean, don't we all? If you have a young cat, you need to make sure that you fill your home with lots of toys and fun things that your cat can play with, like feather toys, rattling mice, balls, and laser pointers. As they get older, allowing your cat to have high perching areas is the best way to allow your cat to get the exercise that they need by climbing and jumping, and also to allow them to have a safe spot to observe their surroundings and feel like they have a secure and private space in your home. For canines, physical activity can do a whole lot more than you think. Dogs like to be challenged, and they like to have their minds worked hard. So starting at a young age, Training your dog to learn different commands and taking them on long walks or runs can help them to reach their full mental capacity. A dog with a task is a happy dog, and a tired dog is much less likely to cry and be mischievous throughout the night. One of my favorite things to recommend for a client are those little toys that either move on their own or that release treats when your pet plays with it. That'll help keep your pet busy for a long, long time and helps them to learn problem-solving skills as they try to reach for the treats. Now, I work in the city where there are many animals in apartments, dogs specifically, who are not allowed free range to run and play. And it always breaks my heart to hear owners talk about crate training their dogs. Funny enough, these are sometimes the owners who come for behavioral consultations, wondering why their pet cries so loudly when they leave home. Separation anxiety is definitely a serious condition that many dogs struggle with, as they tend to be less independent than cats are. But medication does not always need to be the answer for situations like this. Many medications, if not all medications, that are used in people are also used in animal medicine such as Prozac and Gabapentin, animals are put on anxiety medications as well. Some of them are very mild, just to help things like the separation anxiety, and others are a lot more severe. Those would be used for animals who have gone through serious trauma and who really do depend on it to keep themselves from expressing unhealthy behaviors. I've been in many of these behavioral consultations now, sometimes these medications are given just as mild sedatives for owners that need to take their pets on flights or who are going on long road trips, which can keep pets from experiencing motion sickness or even hyperventilating from being so, so stressed out during those trips. 
In other cases, these medications are absolutely necessary. Therefore, those pets that you get from rescues that have been badly abused and are unable to relax and to adjust to their environment or their new environment safely. We have another pet who was rescued from Puerto Rico who just cannot be calm because of all of the trauma that he's gone through. He may be somebody else's pet who got disconnected and is now readopted into this wonderful family who's definitely trying to gain his trust but needs a little bit of extra help as he deals with nightmares and urinating on himself and just destructive behaviors like ripping out his fur. These are cases where it's a little bit more necessary. And now I only bring this up because the owners themselves admitted that they did not know what they were getting themselves into. They thought it would be amazing to rescue a pet from Puerto Rico who has gone through a lot and they wanted to save a life just like many of you guys do when you get animals from shelters. But you really need to consider everything and have lots of patience. And by being familiar with these different pet behaviors, you'll be able to welcome your new pet into your home with a lot more confidence. You'll be able to recognize signs to make sure that you're not making your pet uncomfortable and that you can be a confident pet owner. But truly, when it comes to pet behavior, it's all about the time that you put into it. Making sure that you build strong bonds with your pet and learning their attitude and behavior and making sure that you're feeding out positive energy for them to absorb and for them to reciprocate. It's all about building strong bonds and making sure that your pet feels just as comfortable with you as you feel with them. So whether you already have a pet or you're thinking about getting a new pet, I advise you to watch some videos, to read some articles, and to do as much research as you can about animal behavior and becoming an expert yourself on these different types of cues. It'll help you with training and adjustment periods, and I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun to find out that your pet is a lot sassier than you thought he or she was. Just remember to educate yourself and keep your pets happy and healthy.